This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, what's up? This is Modest Yahoo. You're listening to The Jake Brown Show. And welcome to The Jake Brown Show, CBS Radio's Played Out It podcast and network. Subscribe on iTunes and Spotify and follow us at Jake Brown Radio and Jake Brown Show. And my prior show, I had this guy on and a guy that... You know a lot of a couple of his classics. He's got a new album coming this spring. He's got a new song off the album that just dropped called "Step Out Into the Light." It's out now, um, and he's on tour now down in Florida, where the temperatures are similar to what they are in New York. Shockingly, uh, at the beginning of March here, still winter time. It is Modest Yahoo on the line. What's good, bro? How you doing? Good, man. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Um, crazy here that it's. 70 and then friday it will be snowing here just just a typical uh mother nature just that time of the month it seems like at this point but uh you are you're hitting the hitting the road you're on tour uh talk about the tour here first where where are you going uh how long is it gonna go here we're doing a nice little run here in march we got a week here in florida and then um heading out to the west coast we're doing a little run around the ep that i just released and the new single the ep release the bound I released last fall, and then I uh, got this record coming out this spring, so we're going to be playing a lot of new music. Uh, and going back out this summer with uh, UB40 in July. Uh, so we're going to be out on the road quite a bit here, uh, getting geared up for a nice little summer season of touring. And you're going to Florida and then Cali uh, for a while, West Coast, Arizona, Utah, Colorado, Oklahoma. Tennessee, uh, Charlotte, uh, where my family is, uh, Hunter, New York. Now, where the hell is Hunter, New York? Is that upstate? I don't even know where that is. Yeah, that's upstate. We, okay. we do a really nice festival up there called, um, what do they call it, uh, uh, Mountain Mountain Jam. Mm. Mountain Jam. That's a cool, real cool festival. That's just pretty, not not too far away from New York City, maybe an hour or so. Now, we were spo- going to do this yesterday, and it worked out better that we didn't because Fuse let out the... Uh, first single here on the album, Step Out of the Light, and it's a long one. I mean, it's seven minutes, but there's a lot of good stuff in it. The The music is great. The the beat is awesome, uh, and the band is really good. Now, tell us how this record uh, came together. Um, basically, just kind of over the course of touring the last couple of years, I try to put together kind of the right combination of, of musicians in the band to be able to kind of do create the music that I want to make. Um, and we went into the studio in the fall with the band locked in. We did, you know, like maybe six weeks of rehearsals and writing and went right into the studio, recorded eight songs. Uh, it's a full-length record. It's a double LP. Um, it's eight songs, so that's a pretty average-length song for every song on the record. Um, there's one song on the record that's 14 minutes long. Um, in some ways, you could say it's like almost like a concept record in a sense, Um but basically, uh, yeah, then I went in and I put vocals over all of it. You know, I laced it up um, with vocals in just a matter of a few days, really. So the record is kind of, it's really kind of a little bit experimental. I mean, it has real catchy choruses, but uh, 
it's more, I guess in a lot of ways, it feels more like a hip-hop record, except that it's not really digitally produced in any way. It's all live. It's all done live instruments. So it's got this kind of classic hip-hop vibe to it. Um, but it's also really musical, and, you know, we really included a lot of the improvisations, a lot of the exploration, you know, and the, the way that I'm kind of approaching music these days live. So that was kind of the vibe, was to try to kind of make a similar record to what I'm doing live on stage these days. And you kind of explained it, Matt, it says, a musical reframing of the Jewish philosophical differences between the constant of faith and the immediacy of trust. Explain that for me. Dude, my boy, you know, my boy wrote that. <laughs> my boy Adam down here, he wrote that for me. I asked him to write a, a bio on it, and I have no fucking clue what that means. <laughs> I Look didn't it. know what it meant either. That's why I asked. And it's funny because you know how it goes. It's like that's that's the one line in a, in a whole long bio, and of course the one line that I'm like, what does that mean? That that gets tagged in like the first article, and that's going to be like the thing everyone's going to be asking me about. So I better come up with some shit. Is Adam the dude when I was at the concert with the glasses, the short, chubby guy? No, that's, that might have been Cerber. Might be thinking about Cerber. Cerber, that's Cerber, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, what made you kind of go to the improvisational route? It's definitely something different than what you've done in the past, but it's something that we don't see a lot in music. So I think it's good that you went there, but what, what made you go there? Um, I've always had a love for like for, for music in that way, and over the years, I found myself just becoming more and more interested in that. And uh, I think that's a result of playing music all the time, playing live music all the time, and um, not wanting to just repeat myself and not really being interested in repeating. So become really kind of fascinated with the moment when something new happens. When you're, when you're playing a song, you open it up and you find this kind of like new approach to it or a new vibe or a new sound. And when you're playing five, six nights a week, like all the time, then you kind of that you kind of live for that. So that became kind of the goal for me during the show is like not how not how well I can replicate replicate the song, um, uh, but actually where I can take wh- what new areas I can kind of move in with the song, um, and then that kind of inspires all, all kinds of new things, and that's how you kind of keep the music fresh and keep have it keep inspiring you. So yeah, that's kind of been the approach live, and then. I kind of we kind of like finding ourselves in these incredible musical zones and spaces live. So it's like, but there's always that challenge. Of, well, how do you create that in the studio? That's a very, that's a very difficult thing to try to that kind of energy to bring into the studio. So that that was really the focus for this record was try to just like not not hammer down the the parts too quickly, not put it together too quickly, not do what necessarily is just the the thing that is gonna make it the most easy of a shot at radio. You know, you see us like this first single. You know, I think the chorus doesn't even drop till two minutes into the song. So, just like not really making any compromises, just just trying to put out the best song that I can make. You know, is it a challenge to make it work? Now, a lot of these guys in the band you've worked with before, um, Stu Burks, Joe Tomino, Aaron Duggan. That, is it challenging in the studio to improvise and to make it work? Like, does it take a while uh, to get everything right? Well. I would say the biggest, the the biggest, the, the most work that's done is is before the tour. You know, mm-hmm. it's like learning how to all speak the same musical language and and kind of help having the band be able to share the vision for the music that I want to see it going and be able to to pull it off. And um, then once you kind of like once we create the sound, then I feel like going in and writing the songs uh, comes like pretty natural. Uh, comes pretty natural. It's work, but it it definitely. Um, 
the main part of it is developing and, and figuring out the sound and building the relationship with the musicians. We're talking with Matis Yahoo here. Catch him on tour and um, check out the new song, Step Out Into the Light. Um, working with Kosha Dills, uh, you toured a little bit with him. Uh, is there someone now on this tour that you're uh, going to be working with? Um, no, I just... I really like to stretch the music out, and when I found when I played a lot of show, a lot of times having an opening act, it's like, you know, the people come and then they end up waiting so long before they get to see the artists that they really came to see. So I try to start my shows like early, you know, I have people gotta work and do their thing, and I want to play two sets, so I usually start my show like around 7:30, and I play till 8:30, 8:45, and take a break, come back on at nine, play till 10:30, people go home, you know. So I get re- I get a lot of people that reach out that want to open up, but um, it's kind of just not not really what I'm doing so much now. How did Plight t- come together with Zeke Finn? I heard that for the first time today and really liked that. Uh, how did that project come about? Zeke reached out to me. He's like a he's a kid that I met just somewhere along the along the way. I think he came out to a show, and I kind of liked his just his look, like his style. He had like he had payas and. He had like he was Jewish, but he had the kind of kind of cool little style going, like pretty original. Mm-hmm. I think he told me he rapped, and I brought him out on stage. He rapped, um, and he was all right. And I kind of been in touch with him a little bit over the years, and and then um, and then he reached out to Stu to and to me to work on his record, and we we kind of we did we did some work with him. Stu I think produced his EP, so uh, it's got that dub trio kind of sound, which was kind of that was cool. Good move. Why um, you released, I believe, King Without a Crown as the live version? It was the live version was the radio version, which is unconventional. How did that come? How did that happen? I think when I started out, there was this, this note, you know, the Hasidic reggae thing was like you got to see it to believe it kind of mm-hmm. thing, and I, that was what I did. I always, even before I was religious, it was all about live, the live performance, playing live, playing. New, New York and Poets Cafe and the open mic nights and playing shows. Um, and I think there was a certain kind of like live energy that just kind of just, it was, it was, it was very tangible. It was very much evident. It was there. It caught the listener. And when the, the, the guy who signed me heard the first version of that song, which was on shake off the dust, which was kind of like a roots reggae version. Then he saw us come play live. He was like, well, there's this whole other, element to what they do live so we recorded that record and they want to release that right away because there was already kind of a buzz building and so we want to have a, a song a track that was out on the market so we put out live at stubs right away so that was that was pretty incredible um situation like just you know live song blowing up on on radio like that and then and then of course the label was like okay well you know, let's let's do the let's try to cross it. You know how they go, like try to cross it to to top forty, but we can't do it. This song's too rock. We need the, we need the studio version, so they try to do that. But you know, the magic magic was in the live the live that first live version. I think when you tour now, um, we're talking with Matt Seattle on the Jake Brown show. When you tour now, now when I saw you last year, you didn't perform Sunshine. I don't remember if you did uh, King Without a Crown, but you didn't perform Sunshine. What is the reason for that? Well, I, I, it really just depends on the night and depends on my voices and what I'm feeling. But mm-hmm. I really tried to stay away from having staple songs where you're like, okay, every time I go to a Montezaga show, I know I'm going to hear this song. Mm-hmm. 
um, or I'm going to the Modest Yahoo show because I want to hear this particular song. And mm -hmm. I have like maybe three or four songs like that. Um, and I play them and I play them pretty often, actually. It's not like, it's not like I don't, but I don't play them every night and I don't play all of them every night. And, um, you know, I find when I'm on a tour playing like a long tour, when I'm playing like, you know, a lot of shows every night, if I have to stick, if I have to stick those five songs in there every night, I just, it just, it kind of, it some bumps me out a little bit, you know? Yeah. No, I feel you. I was just curious. Now you've been in the game since around 2000, 2001. What, what, what do you think the biggest difference has been, uh, over the course of the 15 years here since, uh, you started? Difference in what the industry, difference in, in what, and, and what you I, personally, and and how you've changed as as an artist. Well, what like I mean, as an artist, um, that's a tough question. If I to, to point to one to one thing, I mean, there's there's been a, a definite process for me of just everything of just getting to know myself my my own musicality i mean i'm not an artist that I, I don't feel like when i came out i had i had it all like my act all polished and ready to go i feel like i've, I've really been an artist that's been developing since i broke and um i think for me um just learning that you know learning how to just express myself in 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 more than one way i think when i first started there was kind of like this you know the the reggae kind of um approach that I took to the music with with the vocals where everything kind of sat in a similar sort of with a similar dynamic a similar energy and a similar kind of so sort of like one thing that I knew I could do and I think over time I've learned how to learn how to express myself through musically and vocally and to really be able to get kind of get to the, the music that I want to try to make to have the access to be able to do that and the tools and whatnot. Is this album, this record, are we going to see a lot more rapping from you? I mean, we saw it a little bit here on the new track, but throughout the album, are we going to see it? Absolutely. I mean, mm -hmm. the verses are a mixture of, I would say, 50% rapping and 50% of that sort of sing-songy, melodic kind of rapping, reggae rapping. And then the choruses are all, you know, being sung. So the record has got a lot of, it, it has a lot of rapping on it, for sure. Is there is there a song on there right now? A little acapella rap we could hear. Acapella, huh? Yeah. Can you throw me a little thirty second acapella? I'll hit you with the first verse off "Step Off the Light," which is pretty good, I think. It's um, it's uh, to the people on the grind, to the country out of mind, half half baked, half spun like a dreidel. No middle to my know how. Slow down for the show now. I'd rather be alone than explain how. Wake up and wake out. My demons waiting on every corner just to pull me down. They follow me around. They're in my blood as the leaves hit the ground and the wind from the willow. My only my my, my only shield is the sound. My feelings releasing these sounds. Get free in these sounds. Let it breathe in these sounds and these words and these nouns and these verbs. Build a boat. Take me through stormy seas till my feet hit the ground. Hit the ground running. Hit the town humming. Ancient melodies come back to me now. Come back to me now. Ancient melodies come back to me now. Fire. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right i see you now um i want to the the coffee shop duet video that viral video um wh where first of all where was that where i mean randomly you show up there like was that i mean i don't think it was staged obviously but how that heck did that happen well we were, we were in florida i mm -hmm. mean in hawaii for uh 
for some shows. <coughs> oh, excuse me. And uh, just, you know, in a coffee shop, day off, some dude singing my song. So my bass player, Stu, was like, yo, check it out. And uh, he's like, you should sing with him. He doesn't know it's you. You know, it's going to go viral. I'll take a video. So we did it. And, uh, yeah, that's that. And people love that. It's amazing. It's amazing, you know, you put in a lot of work. You come up with lots of plans, marketing plans, promotion plans, records, put in the dollars, put in the time, tour around the country. Then, like, some random ass thing that you do ends up, you know, just being like the biggest marketing tool you could have had in you know in the last five years like just some random thing you do you know it's just it's pretty cool it's cool how, how that works do, has anything yeah. like that ever happened like that's that was just so i mean it was cool and it was random but has that ever happened to you um i mean i've met people before that know my music but i've never and i've definitely hung out with people and, and known people for a long time that didn't know that I was modest Yahoo, you know, but that have even been to shows and stuff, you know, when they were years ago or whatever. But I've never been in a situation like exactly like that, really. You know, your hair changes almost every day. What 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 hair are you going with now? Are you bald? What's the look? Yeah, I tried to shave my head. I mean, basically, uh, the way it's worked is like I shaved my head just now. Um, prior to that, I shaved my head like three years ago, I think, right around Akata time. It seems like with every record, I shave my head <laughs> and I shave my face. I just start fresh. And then as the record cycle continues and time goes on, I kind of just stop shaving and caring about my hair and I just let it go. And, and then it just goes and becomes something and then I shave it again. So, you know, that's kind of, it's kind of, it, it, it kind of represents like my personality to some extent. Yeah, I, I never know. Every, each day of the week, it changes. It's like uh, a new. I, I gotta shave mine every two to three days. That that stuff goes. I'm just back. gonna just. I'm just gonna freak people out. Like people are just like, okay, they want they want to go on about the shave. Let's see, <laughs> the next twenty years, I'm gonna have a different haircut every time you see me. We'll we'll see. Like people, they're gonna get used to change one way or another. Yeah. You know? No, that becomes the norm. Then people start to say, okay, look, yeah, he does. He just he's got different looks. Okay, that's cool. That's what it is. No biggie. Yeah. So. What's your take, Madison, on music today? Like, what what music do you listen to personally? Well, I like, in terms of rap music, I like Vince Staples. In, in terms of reggae music, I like Popcon. Hmm. In um, terms of, like, uh, records that I've listened to a lot, like, I like the Bon Iver, the new Bon Iver record, and I like the Flume record, the new Flume record. Um, I got a wide variety of tastes, but I think i like the pretty much good good music you know that's out there so are you not a big fan of like the mainstream stuff like the j cole and drake and kendrick and stuff like that not not particularly i don't think i don't have any problems with any of those guys or you know, i think they're all great rappers and make good music you know um not maybe not everyone on that list but some of them and i mean i just i'm not that impressed though mm -hmm. I guess, really I, it's not the music that moves me you know really i'll I mean, say this you need to hear the remy ma diss of Nicki minaj because it is just incredible incredible yeah uh, i'll get definitely listen to that for sure make sure you send me that link yeah, that yeah it's called uh she it's ether with a sh in front of it so it's just an absolute like Nicki minaj is in a body bag right now i mean remy wow. did six and a half minutes of just wow. destroying her like you need to hear it's she calls her out 
for everything. She said that she banged Ebro, that she cheated, that she couldn't bang for three months because her, her ass dropped. Uh, just oh, nuts, bro. You got to hear it. I can't wait. So. That's incredible. Step Out Into the Light is out. The album will come this spring, coming soon. He's on tour now. It's Modest Yahoo. Uh, Modest, good talking to you, man, and thanks for coming on the show. Absolutely. Take care. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.